rich black woman. RBWs, I'm excited to introduce our next episode special guest, Mr. Ron Brooks, who is president of River City Capital. He's an experienced leader dedicating his entire life to helping people connect to resources. He was born in Chi-Town and now lives in Memphis with his wife and their three beautiful daughters. He holds a Bachelor's of Business Economics from the University of Memphis and an MBA in Organizational Leadership from Union University. He's been in banking for the last 20 years. You'll definitely want to tune into this episode to learn more about how you can access much needed capital from CDFIs and exactly what they are and how it can help you scale your business. So tune in. Well, I am really excited about our next guest, Ron Brooks. You heard all about him and his impressive uh, bio. Ron, welcome to the Rich Black Woman Podcast. Yes, me. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here with you and happy Friday to you and your audience. Thank you. Well, we're excited to have you. You know, one of the things that we like to do is to just share information with our community. And I've always heard people saying, you know, I don't know where to get money. I didn't get approved for a bank loan. <laughs> I There's no capital. We're not investing in one another. All of these things that we hear when in regards to particularly Black entrepreneurship. And sometimes you just don't know what you don't know, Mr. Brooks. (laughs) And I know that you know a lot and know something about CDFIs. And I feel like CDFIs have been this hidden treasure that's just now more recently become a bit more popular. People are understanding it a little bit more. And so I was very excited when we crossed paths and you had such great information and knowledge. And I said, we've got to bring this brother onto the Rich Blackbone <laughs> podcast to share the knowledge. You know, knowledge, as cliche as it sounds, is power. And there is tons of money available to uh, current entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs. So I'd like for you to share a little bit about what you do and what are CDFIs, like enlighten us. Yes, absolutely. And, and you hit that so good you know, and direct on the head. You know, the CDFI industry started in 1973 um, in Chicago, which uh, consequently, uh, Yasmin, is when around the time when the CRA, Community Reinvestment Act uh, legislation came into play, which was in 1977. And so, you know, so the industry now it's in its 50th year, uh, believe it or not. But as you correctly stated, it it was often under the radar and there weren't near as many institutions available uh, up until previous years. And a lot of the uh, piece that really sparked uh, the increased knowledge uh, of the industry was the the unfortunate uh, murder of George Floyd uh, up in Minneapolis, Minnesota uh, in 2020. And as you know, that kind of gave a, uh, a window or a glimpse into uh, some of the uh, opportunities to be able to help 
uh, people of color and women, uh, particularly in business. And so uh, Vice President Harris, uh, Kamala Harris is a big fan of the CDFI industry. And so you've seen a, a lot more uh, openness and willingness to really share uh, what organizations like ours do. So I'm the president of River City Capital uh, here in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, we've actually been in existence since 2010, uh, providing uh, what we like to refer to as compassionate capital uh, or low cost uh, loan capital uh, to BIPOC business owners here in Memphis. So we service this Memphis area, uh, which obviously has uh, some of its uh, challenges and uh, a ton of opportunity, uh, Yasmin. And so they're north of 1400 uh, CDFIs around the country now. And so I'd love to encourage your audience that if they haven't yet, or if they're experiencing, you know, challenges with working, you know, maybe with their current uh, bank or lender or whatnot, uh, to really consider the CDFI space because uh, CDFIs are a lot more flexible in their underwriting. Uh, they're a little bit closer to some of that old school banking <laughs> of, you know, knowing your lender, knowing your banker, your banker getting to know you. And then structuring loans that make sense. And one of the things I know we'll talk about this a little bit is, you know, kind of redefining what creditworthiness is and how do we uh, not gatekeep uh, that access to funding, but how do we help uh, people, uh, blacks, indigenous people of color and women be able to uh, not just access the, the funds because we, we know all of us got the internet we're able to access, but how do we, um, you know, help people be ready for capital and then also, yes, I mean, how do we, and, and those of us that are in uh, charge of, of policy and underwriting and things like that, that's these institutions, how do we not adopt the practices of the past, right? And how do we look at a more righteous, um, more streamlined way of how we manage risk, but then how do we get the capital in the hands of those entrepreneurs? And I'm just a believer that uh, for folks like myself, if we get the capital in the hands of entrepreneurs and, and get out the way. <laughs> um, entrepreneurs figure it out and, and can go make things happen. So I'm excited. My background was in banking uh, prior to, uh, you know, getting with uh, River City Capital and being part of the founding group and then coming and being able to lead day-to-day uh, -day operations. So I'm very excited. We've got a lot of great things going and it's a great time to be in the industry and uh, really looking to help uh, a lot of people as we have. Excellent. And just for those of us who don't know what CDFI stands for, what does it stand for and who is it backed by? Yeah, no, great question. Because oftentimes we talk in these acronyms, right? And people don't know. So no, great question. So CDFI is Community Development Financial Institution. Uh, so Community Development Financial Institution referred to as a CDFI. CDFIs are certified uh, by the Department of Treasury. Uh, here in the United States. So the Department of Treasury has regulatory oversight as well as certification oversight for uh, the CDFIs. And so they also uh, consequently serve as the prime funder uh, for CDFIs. And thus, that's why it's great that uh, Vice President Harris uh, has such a liking uh, to the industry because that helps with obviously the budget to what's called the CDFI fund, uh, which is managed by the Department of Treasury and uh, many, uh, pretty much all CDFIs uh, receive some level of funding uh, from the Department of Treasury on an annual or in some cases even semi-annual basis to be able to then cascade that and provide uh, loan capital, uh, also support operations of these organizations. Uh, many of them, uh, many of the CDFIs are, are fairly small in nature and are looking to build capacity. And uh, 
we're still on that uh, pathway ourselves uh, at River City Capital. But uh, but yeah, the, the Department of Treasury is very supportive and uh, they do a great job of kind of cascading those funds to organizations like ours. Excellent. And so mean, meaning we're legit, right? So CDFIs are legit. This is nothing um, to be scared about. It's uh, at, you've heard about the history that Ron spoke to. 50-year-plus history and that this is a part of and funded in part by our U.S. Department of Treasury. And so you can have that solid reliance and comfort and knowing that um, the folks and the institutions that you're going to be dealing with are um, have that tenure and that backing. When we talk about CDFIs, like I remember someone who is an entrepreneur saying, you know, they went to a bank, they were denied by the bank. And I'd like for you to speak to how do you get prepared to talk to or approach a CDFI? I'm an entrepreneur. Walk me through the process. Like, how do I learn about the CDFIs, see what uh, loan products are available to me? What does that look like And any best practices you would advise? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I would start with is um, I would simply do a Google search in your market of CDFIs that are there. Um, there is a association that everyone should be aware of called OFN, which is the Opportunity uh, Finance Network. They're based in DC. And if you go to their website, they have a search uh, engine for CDFIs. So you can search for CDFIs. And, and keep in mind, CDFIs cover the gambit of different needs around community development, right? And so there's those that are like ours, uh, River City Capital, that focus on small business. Uh, there are those that focus on affordable housing. There's those that focus on uh, eliminating food deserts uh, with their funding and, and the such. And so uh, for those of you that are entrepreneurs, uh, definitely do that search. And uh, when you asked about engaging uh, with the CDFI and kind of being prepared, um, one of the things that I, I always like to stress is you know, you want to have some sort of plan anytime you're, you're going to anybody about your business, whether it's a CDFI, a bank or potential partner, um, you want to have your, your plan together. And often we talk about the business plan. And I'd love to share with your audience that, you know, don't feel that that plan has to be super robust and you got to have this 50 page uh, dissertation with charts and graphs, right? You know, simply just outlining what your business is. Uh, you know, who does it target? You know, who all is involved in owning the business, whether it's yourself or, or yourself and other people? And just kind of have that kind of, you know, mapped out a little bit, just written out, just a simple Word document, right? Just something to go on. So when you sit down with your CDFI and you're having the conversation about your funding needs, you know, the, that person can understand uh, what your business is, what your business targets and how you, you plan on using the, the funding. And that's something that even going back to my, my banking days, I mean, that always, um, you know, what hurt me some is that folks were just not prepared. They didn't know much about their business. They didn't know anything financially. And even if you haven't started and you're more pre-revenue and you're just kind of getting started, that's okay. If you know you, you need $50,000, you know, outline what that 50,000 goes towards. Hey, I need 10,000 for marketing. I need, 15,000 towards this piece of equipment that's going to do this for me uh, is going to be able to generate this amount of revenue, right? Because any lender wants to know how they're going to get paid back that principal interest payment, right? And they've got to get a comfort level with that and a comfort level with you. 
the great thing about CDFIs compared to say like a banking institution is that's a lot more flexible. You know, the banking institution, um, and they serve a, a certain purpose, right? Um, but they're going to be a little bit more cookie cutter. They have a lot more ratios they're trying to cover and, and that sort of thing. Whereas the CDFIs go spend much more time getting to know you, and they're going to underwrite you as much as any application. And then they're going to be much more flexible on things like you know credit background and cash flow and, and things of that nature. And and really, CDFIs look to structure alone, Yasmin, that makes sense for the entrepreneur as a borrower. You know, my philosophy is always this. I don't, I don't want to give anybody uh, any type of funding that where it's going to be a burden to them. I want to structure it such that it's an asset and you, you can afford it and you can utilize that asset to turn that into cash flow for your business. Whereas the bank kind of provides you, they underwrite you, they provide you the funding and they're just looking for you to make the payment. There's not going to be any kind of follow-up. There's not going to be any kind of technical assistance offerings. There's not going to be any kind of referrals. And the biggest thing is they're likely to not really patronize your business themselves. You know, one of the things that we do at many CDFIs is we look to patronize your business as well because we're a small business, right? And so the more that we can work together in that way, and, and many of our customers in our portfolio, we actually patronize um, back and forth with them. And so we spend money with them uh, as another way to be able to help and they provide services back to us. So that whole ecosystem exists. And so if you go in and search for your CDFI kind of in your city or, or in your market, um, you're sure to find one fairly close by. And I really encourage you, I can't stress it enough, please reach out and uh, connect with them. Um, and, and there's no time that's too soon. I mean, even if you had an idea last night, <laughs> you know, go ahead and reach out to them. Go ahead and start establishing that relationship. Um, it doesn't matter how much money you got in the bank. It doesn't matter if you've done a business or not before. You don't have to have a suit and tie on or, you know, the fancy outfit. You know, just, you know, be real um, and, you know, get yourself ready and prepare to talk uh, about your business. Uh, and if you do that, I, I think you're going to find a lot of success uh, engaging with the CDFI. I appreciate that, especially the tips to just kind of get started. And also that you don't have to have an entire uh, business plan already laid out. A lot of people get intimidated by the paperwork or how to do sales forecasts and, you know, all the other kind of logistical things. So I liked, Ron, that you talked about, you know, just get the conversation going, explore, right? There's no harm in just starting that conversation, learning, asking questions so that you can get the proper things in order. When you talked about technical assistance and that being a benefit, can you speak more to that? Because we hear about that, you know, technical assistance, what actually is that in tangible terms? Yeah, so technical assistance from the CDFI standpoint really is, you know, the connection between the entrepreneur and the business owner to support services, right? So what are those support services? You know, that could be um, CPA and bookkeeping, right, to manage your financial house. It could be marketing. It could be on the legal side. It could be on product development. It, it, there's a slew of, of kind of areas that when you think of managing your business, you know, human resources is another big one. And so what a CDFI will look to do, uh, depending on their capacity, uh, many of them will look to refer to those partners that they've developed relationships with 
Uh, in some cases, for some of those maybe larger CDFIs that are scaled a little bit more, Yasmin, uh, they may do some of that in-house. You know, so, for example, we do a little bit of both River City Capital. Um, you know, we have a, a fairly small staff, and so we don't have quite the bandwidth, but we do do some in-house, and then we refer to some of our local partners. Um, one of the things that we're also looking to do from our standpoint, and you'll see this with some other CDFIs, is we're looking to transition that technical assistance into a little bit more of a educational platform. So more of an academy style, right? Where, as I mentioned earlier, that readiness for capital is so important and so critical when you talk about technical assistance. So we're looking to take that to the next level. And so what that means quickly is that academy type style where there's more of a opportunity for hybrid learning, right? Where there's an online course kind of platform for some modules. Uh, you're able to learn from uh, current business owners, right? Uh, who many people don't have access to. So people in your field that uh, have been and are currently successful, right? Um, being able to learn from those people directly without having to pay, you know, huge consulting fees or that sort of thing is what we're bringing as part of that academy. So you'll be able to learn through kind of an online virtual kind of self-paced module uh, type platform. And then as certain modules are being completed, then there'll be an in-person, you know, type setup to where an entrepreneur or business owner will be able to come in person, um, ask questions, reinforce some of the material, and network with uh, those very folks in their industry who have been successful, along with uh, a lot of the support service vendors that I, I mentioned earlier. So we're really working to take that to the next level. Um, that process is underway. I'm actually reviewing uh, proposals now <laughs> uh, as we speak, and uh, we're looking to have this launched in, in early 24 to have it be a really robust kind of next level uh, piece of uh, technical assistance. And so, again, that's an area that's different than many of your kind of traditional lenders and that the CDFI will uh, look to connect you, even if there's you know, some rare cases where they're not able to provide you funding right away. Because oftentimes I like to share with the audience, yes, mean that no in, in the lending space, it really means not right now. So if you're not approved for a loan for whatever reason, with the CDFI, uh, especially, that just means not right now. That means there's a little bit more work that needs to be done, right? And so I would encourage you to not get discouraged from that um, and work with your CDFI and through their contacts and their engagement because they're looking to get a deal done. You know, they don't go through this to look to not do deals. And, and we certainly don't at River City Capital. And so there may be some areas that you just want to sure up, right? If you're, for instance, on your financial side, if you're using PayPal, right, and Cash App a lot, you know, those are personal uh, type payment venues, you may need to get linked up with uh, a bookkeeper, right, that can help, you know, start putting those financials together and kind of educate you on, balance sheet income statement for your business, you know, no matter what industry that you're in. And so that may be just what's needed uh, to help get you over the hump towards getting some funding, right? And so uh, the CDFI helps do that through the, their technical assistance programs. And we're just, as I described earlier, yes, I mean, we're looking to take that to the next level. Uh, so you'll be seeing uh, River City Capital Academy uh, coming to you soon. And people that are not in the Memphis area, Right, that may not be able to join us uh, in person as part of that hybrid setup. No, Yasmin still would be able to have access to 
uh, the online course and there'll be a, an online community uh, with those very uh, same business owners and support service folks that will be able to uh, engage with you as well. So while we service just the Memphis area for us, um, anyone anywhere essentially will be able to uh, gain access to that resource. And so again, we're, we're very excited about that. That's excellent. And thank you for fleshing and teasing that out because that's exactly what people don't realize is that technical assistance can tap you into a whole community, as you described, Ron, of other resources that you can utilize to expand, scale your business and also get you to that yes. I really like what you said that no doesn't mean no forever, that it just means you need to fine tune some things and that there's the opportunity to come back. I think that's so key for our community in particular because one, Oftentimes as entrepreneurs, and oftentimes I think, and this is just my own opinion, um, <laughs> we have been so independent uh, yes. as a people and it prevents us from actually going the easier route. Like as you described, Ron, like this whole ecosystem of help resources, I was so encouraged and got excited. Like, Oh my goodness, you don't have to go out and find all of these things on your own sometimes. You can just tap into the right resource and then a whole new world literally unveils itself to you um, and that people want to help you. So if you don't understand bookkeeping, there's somebody who does and who can figure out how to do your P&L. And like you did such a great example of the whole cash app thing, um, uh, you know, getting that quick money easily, but then not being able to capture that, you know, in QuickBooks or whatever. So that is super exciting, as well as your River City Academy and the fact that yes. other people even beyond will be able to tap into that. It also just, I want to put a punctuation mark on Black entrepreneurs. Don't do it alone. There are resources yes. out here to help you. And don't be afraid to ask questions about what you don't know, because there's so much more, um, you know, once you tap into that. What do you want to say about that? Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's very important, and you, you make that uh, such an eloquent point, Yasmin, that it, it's just very important that as a business owner, uh, you know, there's a change in your mindset, right, when you're coming out of the workforce. And many of our customers, Yasmin, are, are folks that are maybe doing a little bit of or they still have their nine to five job and they really want to launch their business and they come to us and we're able to provide that funding, but there, there's kind of a transformation that has to take place. Right. And so I encourage your audiences to, um, to be open, right. To be open to, um, that partnership, you know, say with your CDFI, you know, when you have a business, you need to have uh, several different key partnerships, right? Your CDFI, whoever your lender is, is a partner on your team, whoever your attorney is, right? Whoever your bookkeeper, CPA. And, and, and Yasmin, you made a great point too about not being intimidated by those things. So don't look at your checking account right now and say, I can't have those things because I only have this amount of money or that amount of money. You know, that's what we exist for is to help bridge that gap. You know, in our technical assistance program, for example, we uh, actually pay for a lot of those resources uh, for uh, our uh, entrepreneurs' prospects as well as existing customers. 
So a lot of CDFIs do have budget uh, around that where they may pay for the whole amount, they may pay for a partial point of it and everything in between. So going again, now's the time, you know, and again, you know, kind of put your pride down aside for a second and don't be intimidated to go and make that connection because I believe that you'll find that to be uh, very rewarding now and into the future. So it's it's a key point that you make because that's some of the barriers that we see. A lot of times people don't get things, not because their credit, not because of their lack of income or that sort of thing. Sometimes you ask me, people just don't ask, <laughs> right? Yeah. It drives me crazy. Sometimes, and you mentioned the independent side, sometimes of, of black people and black entrepreneurs, we just don't simply don't ask. And we don't ask the right people at the right time. And, and we're not um, confident sometimes if we do make the ask, right? And so that's something I would, you know, uh, share with your audience that's very important going forward is to have a successful business, you have to be bold, right? It's a bold thing. It's a crazy thing to be a business owner, <laughs> right? You have to have a little bit of crazy in you, yeah. right? Because it's safe to go and have a job, right? That's, that's actually the smart thing to do. You get paid every other week or, or every week in some cases, right? To go and take the risk as an entrepreneur is very noble, um, but you have to be bold. And you have to kind of ride the wave that you're going to take some hits along the way, right? That's just part of it. When you want to have something great, uh, you're going to take some hits. And so, you know, but you have, but rest assured that you have partners out here, ourselves at River City Capital and other CDFIs um, and other people that are around that are here to be resources for you, but you've got to ask. And then you've got to follow up and then you've got to hold them accountable. Folks like myself, um, we need to be held accountable, Yasmin, to how we underwrite. Because what we don't want to do is become just another form of gatekeeper, right? And I'm very, um, you know, pointed when I mention that for myself, as well as other people that are in leadership, right? Well, we've got to make sure that we don't develop the very same ideologies and approaches that got us here and that created the disinvestment in our communities and the disinvestment uh, of our businesses. And so I'm, I'm very, uh, you know, engaged in that. And I want your audience to know that as you meet with a lender, I don't care who they are, um, they need to be accountable. And if they're not, you fire them and you get another one, just like you would in your business. You're a hiring manager. If someone's not performing, um, the mantra is you change the people or you change the people. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. No, that's so good. And what I like about this conversation is I think that it will give entrepreneurs hope and hopefully um, our listeners hope and share this information. You know, um, we need to become a community that shares information. I love how, you know, we met Ron, you were sharing information to um, the community and just knew that I wanted, you had so much more to give. I could hear the passion, I could hear the care. And as you said, the compassionate capital. And yes. so- it, it's for us and the onus is on us to ask, to knock on the door. You're going to learn something new and different each time and to basically show up, you know, and show up with your best effort. And if you need a little bit more fine tuning, it sounds like there are resources and people who want to see your business succeed. Um, so hanging in there and as you said, not letting that know um, deter you. Um, it's just not right now. As we close, are there any, any final thoughts you want to share? And also, 
if you could share where people can reach out to you if they want to learn more about River City or anything else that you're doing. Yeah, no, absolutely. So just a, a couple uh, quick things, Yasmin. One, thank you for having me on uh, your podcast here and your platform. And I want your audience to, to really understand that, you know, the Rich Black Woman podcast, you know, that, that's a resource for you. You know, what Yasmin and her team are bringing to you all is an absolute resource. So not only should you engage, you should be sharing the podcast, right? It doesn't cost you anything. Uh, so you should be sharing this platform. I want to be doing the same here going forward uh, because this is a great platform and a great service that you're providing, uh, Yasmin. And, and you may not even quite realize that of who's listening to you and who's benefiting from these conversations. And so I want to, you know, first of all, thank you for that. Um, second, make sure that you go search for the CDFIs in your area. Uh, there should be one, if not directly in your city, you should be close by that services your city. Um, Many of the states have received funding uh, from some of the legislation that the president signed in 2021. Some of the recovery act uh, funding is out there. Uh, we just got some of ours from Tennessee. And so I have to do the same thing like you all do. Um, I'm out fighting and battling. My team is in terms of getting funding because a lot of times even for us as CDFIs, we sometimes, and particularly those of us that are led, that are black led CDFIs, you guys mean, we sometimes get the short end of the stick on funding and we'll see, you know, white organizations get double or, or even three times the funding that yeah. we get. Right. And so that's a battle that I go and, uh, and fight and, and we're making headway because I have to take my own advice in terms of asking for the right amount of money, no matter how crazy it may sound in your head. Right. And so I, I want to share that last piece is that, you know, we're, we're all in this together. But we got to hold each other accountable and we've got to be able to move forward. And I think that your audience and listening to this conversation and others that you're having, Yasmin, will get that information, get that cascaded out. And hopefully it, at least one person goes out and really takes action on this. And, you know, there are success stories that I'd love to be able to hear. And I'd love for you all to share those as an audience with Yasmin. If you have a success story, um, or if you run into roadblocks, you know, let's see if we can get you the, the resources and then let's celebrate the heck out of those of you that find success uh, in gaining the capital for your business. So I'm just excited. It's Friday and I'm just excited that Yasmin had me on. Um, so I have to share with my mama that was on the, the Black Woman podcast. Ah, well, we're <laughs> excited to have you on and I thank you for the energy that you brought. But more than that, the expertise and the hope um, and the direction that you've left our listeners with. So we wish you all the success at River City Capital Investment and continue to enriching the lives of those folks there in Memphis, Tennessee and beyond. So thank you for joining us, Mr. Brooks. Yes, me. Thank you so much again to you and your team. And uh, shout out to everyone that's listening to the Rich Black Women podcast. This is a, a great platform again, and uh, I'm very grateful. So thank you. Thank you. Hey, this is your girl, Yaz, jumping in right quick with three favors to ask. I know three, right? But I promise they'll be really easy. Could you one, download this podcast? Could you two, share it with two of your besties? And three, could you follow us on Instagram and threads? I told you it was going to be easy, y'all. Thank you. And until then, live richly.